Those coins can never be recorded and the total circulation is less since the effective circulation is reduced. All the remaining coins are worth slightly more. It's the opposite of when government prints money and the value of existing money goes up. Satoshi Nakamoto. Welcome to another captivating episode of What is Your Bitcoin Story? I'm your host, Gigi, and today we have a remarkable guest who's joining us all the way from cold and rainy Oxfordshire in the UK. <laughs> so join us today, none other than Coach Carbon, a member of class of 2020 and the visionary founder of Bitcoin Bullers and OXBit Meetup. Coach Carbon is also a host of the Carbon Life Pods, where he uses a dynamic blend of football, networking, and engaging conversations to empower everyday individuals with the knowledge um, they need to navigate the ex exciting realm of Bitcoin. In this episode, we'll delve into Coach Carbon's extraordinary story, exploring his passion for football and community building um, inserts with the revolutionary world of Bitcoin. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and entertained. So without further ado, let's dive into the incredible uh, Bitcoin journey of Coach Carbon and discover what makes his story truly unique. Coach Carbon, welcome to the show. What, what an intro. Thank you very much, Gigi. I do hope that I can deliver um, to the, the promise that you, that you spoke about in the intro. But um, yeah, first of all, thank you for having me on. I do appreciate it. Well, well it, it's my pleasure. Uh, we, we, we get this a lot. Uh, guests like, like, like to be humbled uh, with the introduction. I, I truly try my best. And yeah, let's, uh, let's hit it off then um, with the big question. What is your Bitcoin story, coach? Well, you, you mentioned in the intro, um, class of 2020 pleb. Um, but I think, like most people, Bitcoin stories start way before that. So um, you have many touch points of Bitcoin, I think, mm -hmm. before you actually want to learn and discover it. I probably had about two or three before 2020. Um, I kick myself for not understanding it sooner, but everybody understands or gets Bitcoin at the price they deserve. And yeah, 2020 was my, my entry point into the down the rabbit hole. What pushed you to... To dip your toes in, in the orange waters, if I may say so. Yeah. So the, the catalyst was um, a friend of mine in a group chat said, who wants to speak about crypto? Um, and I responded back privately, said, yeah. Um, so and the his first words, which I'll never forget, was do your own research. So I did a month deep dive of Bitcoin. And it's funny because I, I just typed into, I think, Apple Podcasts and typed in Bitcoin and found one from David Bedil, who's a, a British comedian. And listen to his podcast and it was recorded in 2017 so it was already three years old but i remember listening to it, it was only 17 minutes and i thought i have no idea what he's talking about i i revisited that same podcast uh, about a month ago and it's so basic and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> how did you not understand that then but obviously you don't understand much or anything in, until you have to do until you do your own research and after that month of of deep dive i understood and, and realized that bitcoin was the thing that I wanted to work on or understand more and what I believed was what humanity need um, to free themselves from the shackles of, of the fiat world. We all kind of stumbled upon this, this, this new digital internet money, as, as a lot of people still call it today. And a lot of people also came essentially to make money, but then stayed for the revolution, right? Exactly, um, which, exactly. Which I think all of us to a certain extent could share. I know some people deny it. But hey, I mean, it, it's only natural, right? As, as a human species, we need money to survive. But then once we go deeper down the rabbit hole, we discover there's much more than just making money on this asset. It's, it's as you said, unshackling yourself from this essentially draconian system that, that we find ourselves in. But if we retract, okay, back a little bit before 2020, when, when was the first time that you ever heard Bitcoin in your life? 
Um, don't laugh. It was in 20... So, sorry, I'm going to talk about the second time. The first time I'll go back to you, but the, the second time was 2018. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a project manager um, on a building site. So I visit the site maybe once or twice a week. My site manager, who's there full time, asked me one day, can I bring in my GPU, my gaming computer, and my gaming chair? It's a bit more comfortable. I've got a bad back. Yeah, that's fine. Bring it in, mate. I come in one day, and he tells me that he's mining Bitcoin. <laughs> we sit and have a, we have a, a short conversation. And at this time, I'm into stocks and shares, and I'm telling him about the shares that I hold in Tesco. And I think over the three months, I've made £16 profit or whatnot. And then... We had another conversation. He was sat with a laborer one day, and I'd seen Bitcoin in the news. Obviously, through cycles, Bitcoin does make the mainstream media. And all I really knew about it is that they were showing Bitcoin miners in a colder climate. Mm. Um, so I questioned. I said, "So what is mining?" And him and the laborer laughed and went, "It's not actually mining, mate. We're not digging in the ground." And <laughs> I was a bit put up, standoffish. So I said, "Oh, whatever." And so two things I think I believe should have happened. One, I shouldn't have been so proud. I should have said, "No, please tell me more." And secondly, mm. which is why I'm so passionate about speaking about Bitcoin now, I, said, I think he just sat me down and said, no, Jace, on a serious note, this is what Bitcoin mining is, and this is how I understand Bitcoin. But those two things didn't happen, which meant I didn't get Bitcoin until two years later. So um, that, was, that was probably the most, the, 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 the point where I'll probably kick myself the most, the fact that I wasn't inquisitive enough to um, ask more. I see. Yeah. And, 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 and what was the first time, if that's not the a secret? Th the first time was probably about a year earlier, but from that conversation nothing came of it and it is i don't believe i had a shitcoin phase but mm. shitcoin was my first under entry into okay bitcoin is a digital currency so a friend of mine um started his coin for his business and at the time i knew nothing about digital currencies but i knew him and uh, i believe he truly believed in his project he had his own business um The first thing he said to me again was, have you read the white, his white paper? Um, I said, mm -hmm. yeah, I read it, but I don't understand it. But I believe in what you're doing. So he said, um, okay, do you have any Bitcoin? Do you have to have Bitcoin to invest? And I said, no. And I've, I go through the WhatsApp messages. I still have them. And he said, right, okay, send me this amount in Bitcoin and I'll transfer it for you. <laughs> and I look at how much Bitcoin <laughs> I would have had. So I say to him, I said to him afterwards, about a year later, after going down the rabbit hole, I phoned him back up still trying to understand what digital currencies are and whatnot. And I said to him, okay, I would have invested in your coin anyway at that point. But what you should have done is you should have told me to invest the same amount in Bitcoin again, <laughs> hedging my bets, but you didn't. You should have done. <laughs> well, he sounds like your, your mate was looking at self-interest. He was only looking to, to, to pump his bags and, and not caring about other people's bags. So, uh, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't go that far. Some, what I know now about altcoins... I would have advised, okay, I don't advise people in altcoins. Um, I had a, funny, I had a podcast with somebody yesterday and we, did, we discussed that. And I have a saying that the cat can't dismiss the internet. People mm. aren't working on projects that they truly believe in. That's fair play. That's for them. I can't tell them that it's not in their interest or it's not right. But I don't believe that I should be doing that or spending my time and energy on that. So, um, yeah, everyone has to make their own decision, have personal responsibility, which we, we talk about in the Bitcoin space a lot. No, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, well, we, we share a similar stance in it. Um, I mean, personally, I, I don't hold anything apart from Bitcoin, even though Bitcoin wasn't my first, so to say, digital asset. For those, for the new listeners that are clocking into the podcast, you can go to episode one, Genesis, and hear my story about getting XRP. But that, that was just a commission payment. That was I, I brokered a, a big deal. Uh, but yeah, we, we live and we learn. 
I still to this day I'm I'm even though I consider myself a Bitcoin maxi, I, I don't say, you know, just look at Bitcoin, don't look at anything else. As as you said, coach, people are free to do their own decisions. If you want to go down the whole Defi, Mephi, you know, Ethereum, ADA and all this stuff, be my guest. But you'll never hear me preach and, and, and advise anyone to, to go for it. I, I like to stick into to actual, call it the original one that actually has value and, and has substantial energy behind it, protecting it. So it, it's interesting how you say that, that you basically don't discourage people but you don't preach it, which which I think is very important because we also been, um, well, I don't know, do you consider yourself a Bitcoin maxi or no? I, I do, I do, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so it's so it's interesting. I mean, some maxis, they're just like only Bitcoin, nothing else. To me, it's, you know, we can have other things. As you said, don't separate the cap from the internet, but what we choose to 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 focus our energy and, and, and work on is, is, is definitely Bitcoin. So let's then fast forward then to, to 2020, um, so so you, you dipped your your toes in, in into the space. You, you got your Bitcoin. You, you looked more seriously into it. Then, kind of, what was your next step? Did did you kind of want to start sharing it with with your peers, your your friends, family? How did that go? Like everybody who discovers and understands Bitcoin, they turn into a tin hat wearing. <laughs> orange pilling preaching i was sending people three hour videos breed love bastards and slaves of money youtube videos um the 10 part series was saying <laughs> i look back now i think people must have thought i was a, I was a raven madman but that's how much i thought i need to wake people up um i have a different approach now obviously i have the bitcoin borders i have the meetup i have the podcast i can drip feed people information mm-hmm. share them links um who knows if they listen but at the end of the day I in the future I can hold my head up and say I have I tried to you. help yeah no, no nobody can say you didn't tell me this how I look back and point at some people <laughs> yeah 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 no that that, that definitely when, when, once the bull market kicks in I mean uh, a, a lot of people come come around this is currently my my second bear market it's a funny feeling once you tell people and you're trying to tell them you know learn more about the technology you know understand it what it means for you and, and, and your families and, and just wealth preservation and then nobody kind of is, in, is interested but then once price is at 20 30 50 60k everyone's going hey gg uh why didn't you tell me to invest and it's like i've been drip feeding you all this info for for years but you chose not to take it in so mm. as you said at the beginning and, and i believe also michael Sater says that you know p- p- people deserve to get p- people get bitcoin at, at the price they deserve so yeah. As harsh as those words sound, I mean, th- there is some truth in it. Um, and, and I guess people are, people generally like to go with the herd, right? What's the general consensus of it? You know, if everyone's buying, I'll get some. If everyone's selling, I'll sell as well. But yeah, I guess uh, we live and we learn and, and hopefully people learn their lessons from, from previous cycles. But I guess we have a long, long way to go because we're only what mm. now in, in third, fourth cycle and we have a... <laughs> A long way to go. So, yeah. So, I, yeah what, 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 I, what I do hope, sorry, Gigi, you mentioned friends and family messaging you. It's got to be community driven. So yeah. we're not waiting on mainstream media or politicians or governments to tell us what to do. So when I share it with friends and family, I'm saying I'm sharing it because I care and yeah. understand why I'm, I'm telling them, giving them this information and why I'm asking them to learn more about Bitcoin. Um, and yeah, just appreciating that I'm t- telling them and let them know because I care. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a very important part because as well, the, the whole emphasis and the whole power of Bitcoin is that everybody can audit it and everybody can check everything. So there's no more need of like we have with banks and just general government institutions where there's this trust basis where, to be honest, this trust is being basically 
misguided and, and taken away from us and, and basically manipulated. So I think this is a huge benefit of, of, of Bitcoin and, and why some some higher powers are, are not happy and, and not advocating for it because now suddenly humanity has a chance to verify, as you said, everything and, and not just have, have a trust factor. But I guess with, with community building, that's it's, it's something very important because uh, I mean, a Bitcoiner speaking to another fellow Bitcoiner, it's it's all fun, but it doesn't really help spread Bitcoin adoption. So th- th- there's a big importance of education and community building. And, and maybe you can tell me a little bit more. How did you get started with, with your meetups and, and how are you building your community in, in Oxfordshire? Um, it's funny because I, I mentioned about finding Bitcoin, but ha- having a story beforehand. I s- see Bitcoin as my a journey a destination that i was destined destined to be in um purely because everything that i do now i enjoy i put my heart and soul into it but there are factors that led to me being here um so mm. the meetups actually came about through something that i started in mid 2020 in the transition between leaving my fiat job or my living leave leaving the life that i had in the fiat world as a construction project manager um i was into health and wellness and i did a meetup called the black print so it was all around the Black Lives Matter movement. It was like, how do we engage the community and show people that the community, if the community comes together, um, we can help the help people have a better life. Um, then I did another one in December. So the Blackprint one was before Bitcoin. Blackprint two was after Bitcoin, after about three months. But the the number two one was okay. We're bringing the community together to together. But what are we doing for the young people? And the reason why I focused on young people was because at that time, I was still looking into the World Economic Forum. A friend of mine told me about them. I didn't know how sinister the WEF was at the time. But what I was made aware of, of was, was a 10-year plan. And they, I saw on their website a list of jobs that wouldn't be around in 10 years' time. And one of them was a, an accountant. They said they don't think accountants will be around because of AI and such. Um, that was a bit harrowing because my wife is an accountant, a qualified accountant. My son was going to do accountancy for A-levels. I'm like, well, I'm setting him up for failure, really. So I thought, let me look into my network of people that I know who are, I call them creative-inspired outliers. They have jobs or industries that if you go to your careers advisor, the careers advisor would have no knowledge about. So I got these people together and got young people in the room to network and meet with them. And so that that went well. I really enjoyed it. And then my uncle, sorry, he's a great mentor, always has been. Um, He said to me, well... Now what are you going to do? And I was mm. like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I've, I've brought these people together. Now what? Um, and wanted to bring Bitcoin in it. So I created Oxbit. It was like, okay, the community around me, they need to know about Bitcoin. So Oxford's first Bitcoin meetup, let's call it Oxbit. And that, that's how it started, <laughs> literally. But from and that, um, go on. When, when, when did it start? Uh, so the first one was January 2022. <laughs> yeah, we, almost, almost two years. So yeah, January 2022. Okay, I nice. hosted them qu- quarterly. And then from that, that just had a snowball effect. So in there, my um, connections with Oxford City Football Club at the time, um, I brought Coin Corner on board as, as the main sponsor. I introduced the two. And so then the, naturally the, the meetups were then held at the football club. Nice. And they had lightning integrated at the club. So you could pay, come and buy a drink, buy food with lightning. It was like, yeah, this is, this is how the network effects work. And I really, I really enjoyed, enjoyed that then. Now I'm currently trying to onboard a restaurant in Oxford. Um, Spice Roots. So we've had the last meetup there. The manager or the owner of the restaurant was there. He was really interested. We're talking about point of sale devices. Mentioned Lolly, um, who have linked with Coin Corner to integrate Lightning payments into their point of sale devices. So the um, hospitality industry 
Uh, we're going to see a big change that with all of Lolly's point of sale devices. So lots of things happening in the background. I appreciate people that aren't into Bitcoin aren't going to see it um, unless you speak to a Bitcoiner, but I'm happy to be a part of it and not on a, on a non-technical level, just showing yeah. people what, what, what's coming. No, amazing. And, and, and it's important being a catalyst, as, as you said, even if, even if you're not technical and coding stuff, just pushing people and, and showing them the opportunities is, is super important to basically get a circular economy and, and, and get a chance for, for people to learn and, and actually access and, and use this digital gold instead of just hoarding it and, and, and storing it. But um, I, I mean, I, I heard, so there's a lot of similarities from essentially what you're doing with the football club and Okay, maybe it's in in a, in a big higher league, but what what Peter McCormack is doing with with real Bedford, right? He's like yeah, fully built this whole yeah. football club. So, how do you take away since you are essentially in the same country as well? I don't know. Have you met Peter or have you been down to to to, to one of the Bedford games? <laughs> How's that been for you? It, it's funny. Yeah, I I cannot have a conversation in the Bitcoin space without somebody mentioning Peter McCormack. Um, we have met a few times. Um, We've tried to work together a couple of times. hasn't quite worked out. I did actually trial for Real Bedford about a year and a half ago, me and my son. Um, ah, played a few Played a few trial games, scored a couple of goals, but proof of work possibly wasn't enough. It was with the old manager. Proof so of goals. The, proof of goals, exactly. The old manager <laughs> said to me, or oh, come back pre-season. Um, we're just trying to steady ourselves in the league. He got, um, I'd say the least, what's the word, fired or left. Mm. And a new manager came in, what was played. I did actually go back to trial for the new season. So my, my um, claim to fame is that I actually trialed and scored a few a few um, goals in the trial game for Real Bedford. But um, yeah, <laughs> what he's doing, obviously starting at the lower level, might be of a bit of a bigger challenge to reach the Premier League, but it's yeah. not impossible. If, a, if enough people believe in it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I do mm. follow their progress. Um, and I understand how Corn Corner are involved. With my role in Oxford City, um, I was also a manager of the under-23s, the development team. I'm no longer doing that, so I have less involvement. Coin Corner didn't continue their their sponsorship, so maybe less of a Bitcoin take at Oxford City, but I'm still flying the flag in Oxford. Um, and Also, obviously, with Bitcoin ballers trying to take that worldwide. We, we are now international because we, we've been to Amsterdam. Nice. <laughs> so we're now trying to pitch our flags in another country soon. Perfect. So... So I guess your your plan with with Bitcoin ballers is is to expand in and get into other cities and and essentially even other countries, right? And is, exactly, are you operating exactly. this solo or is there like a team behind it or how does that work? So solo at the moment, I do have people that I'm, that I'm speaking with that I, I think are going to come on board because they've seen what the opportunity is. And for people that don't quite understand what I'm doing, if you liken it to Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters isn't just one team with a set of players. They travel the world. Lots of different players play for them. I see Bitcoin ballers as a decentralized team. So the mm. moment you you put on a Bitcoin baller's shirt, whether you're an individual, whether you're a team, whether you're a young boy, young girl, an adult, you are a Bitcoin baller. And so we can spread the message of Bitcoin through football. Um, that That is my mission. And that's what, I, that's what I'm working towards. Amazing. Well, you, you, you chose a good sport that the world's most played and, and what sport in the world. Exactly. So I guess you, you, you got to well, aim high. Exactly. Football is a universal language. We have a universal money. Bring the two together. Oof. We have Bitcoin ballers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a ma- match made in heaven. Amazing. Yeah. So I guess let me ask you then a, a, another question. Um, how? What's, what's your kind of recipe? How, how do you try to orange pill people? I mean, the people that want to listen, because I know there's a lot of people that when you bring up, and I experienced that myself, 
not on daily, but weekly basis, I bring up Bitcoin and they're like, ah, oh, not Bitcoin again, you know, like, GG, mm. stop it. Uh, well, do, do, do you mean in, in generally you, or, or through Bitcoin? Yeah, like Bono? generally, like, the, I, I mean, yeah. the long, do you, do you like bring it up when you joke about when you go to a restaurant or something or in a shop yeah. when, when, when you ask for something, you go, oh, do you accept Bitcoin or that's not really your thing? No, no, I do, I do do that. And um, myself and a guy from Coin Corner, Matthew, did that in Oxford. We canvassed the whole city. We literally <laughs> walked in. Do you accept Bitcoin or can I pay with Bitcoin? Um, get Even getting my lightning card out, knowing I'm not going to accept it. And they look at it and they go, um, I'm not too sure. And I'm like, I know you won't be able to, but you can if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> understanding Bitcoin more and more, it, it Bitcoin revolves around everything or everything um, revolves around Bitcoin. So I had a conversation more with my wife, wife recently and she said, I had a message in the group chat and I put a Bitcoin link to Twitter. And she said, not everything revolves around Bitcoin. I said, I would argue it does. Um, mm. and so whenever we have a conversation, it can be serious or joking. I will. It might not mention Bitcoin specifically, but I'll talk about time. I'll talk about energy. I'll talk about value. I'll talk about money. And depending which way the person wants to go, I will then entice them to think, that actually, way. how does Bitcoin fix this? And I believe it was Marty Bent or maybe a more American huddle when I first got into the Bitcoin space and spaces were on Twitter. No, mm. sorry, not Spaces. What was the other one? Clubhouse. It was on Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yes, correct. And he said, everything is Bitcoin. And some, so he got about five minutes, any subject someone gave him, and he linked it to Bitcoin. I, it blew my mind. And like, I'm not at that stage yet, but I think I can, with enough thought, maybe a, a minute or so, I can talk to you and, and tell you how it relates to Bitcoin. Um, mm. But And the reason why is because Bitcoin is energy. Yeah? Correct. But everything in life... Is it revolves around time, energy, and value. There, there's no time. other way around it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, you know, as we said earlier, kind of a lot of people come come to the space for essentially to make some money, but then as they realize there there's so much more to it on on an individual spiritual level, just energy wise, as you said, there, there's a lot of interlinking connectivity between uh, Bitcoin and essentially everything that revolves around us, and to a certain extent, even to people that might think you know as, as elon does that we are living in, in in a simulation essentially everything is connected so one way or another there is a connection but i like to think that you know this this term that's used a lot nowadays on twitter bitcoin fixes this um mm. it really does and and a lot of people they 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 you know that don't get bitcoin they kind of think that we're just trying to shill in we're just saying it you know just to say it but actually once you learn more about the technology and, and once you understand the fundamentals of it Bitcoin does really fix a lot of things. May that be the economic situation. May, may that be these horrendous wars that we're going through, which on a Bitcoin standard, they would never, ever happen because it would be unaffordable and it would be illogical to be going and, mm. and bombing innocent people. Um, and, and many other aspects that just basically it, it would make life and, and humanity a much more prosperous place than, than what we find ourselves now in, in this fiat world that is, is essentially trying to strangle everybody and and i don't know what the end goal is of fear but it's not looking good no not at all and i think the more people realize that the quicker we will get to that i won't say utopia but a better world mm. um so mm. yeah, yeah fix the money fix the world and going back to the wars it's not to say wars won't happen but you, as you said it wouldn't make economic sense it wouldn't last as long and you yeah. have to get the buy-in from the public when you can print your own money, but just by the push of a button, you can you can do whatever you like. But Correct. if you're relying on the on the public to one, you they can see you can see transactions, you can verify, and you have to have support for the public. Otherwise, they're going to take their finances, their taxes elsewhere. 
But yeah, when you can just print at the switch of a button, then yeah, you are in control. <laughs> you, you, you get what we have today, right? Basically, a, a, a cuckoo world that nobody kind of the, the, the common sense is gone. The, the, the common <laughs> sense is basically very uncommon nowadays. So, exactly, yeah. but yeah. Um, okay. And, and then coach, let me ask you, um, wh- what is, and I usually ask all my other guests, but I'll, I'll ask you now, what is like one or two, it can be multiple, but usually it's one. What is one like important piece of advice that you share with people um, that are still not yet into Bitcoin and don't have their first bag of, of sats? What is kind of your way of, of getting them to, to switch their way of thinking um, when, when looking at Bitcoin? Um, that's a difficult one because I, I use so many texts, but I do, I, I refer people to my first ever episode, um, which I mentioned at the start of the call. So I reached out to Daniel Prince, who I'm very grateful for, for helping me along my Bitcoin journey. I listened to his podcast religiously and reached out one day and said, Daniel, I want to be on your show. Who am I? A pleb? Nobody. Just new into Bitcoin. And he said, yeah, why not? So we went on recorded and I think it was entitled, everything I've done in my life has led me to this point. And it literally had. Um, so yeah, I refer them to that because that person there who I thought they understood Bitcoin was six months into it is a completely different person to mm. who I am now. My the knowledge I've amassed in that time, the people I've met, the networks I've joined and created, it's, it's been amazing. But that just shows a starting point with someone with limited knowledge. And even now, I would say I'm still scratching the surface of, of, of Bitcoin and my Bitcoin understanding. But I do know, I appreciate, I understand I know a lot more because I've put the time and effort in. That This is my proof of work. The fact that we're on a call now, that I've been to Amsterdam, that I hosted the Bitcoin Ballers Orange Cup tournament, that I'm yeah. looking to go to other countries to do the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a journey. Everyone has their own journey. And there's a guy called Aaron. Um, he's a hairdresser. He um, runs Bitcoin Essex. And he was on Daniel Prince's show. And he said, um, when your passions collide with Bitcoin, amazing things happen. And I, mm. I, can, I can verify that. But whether you're into sports, you're an athlete, you're a musician, a producer, a filmmaker, artist, a fashion designer, uh, yeah, artist, whatever your passion is, see how you can integrate bitcoin talk about bitcoin educate on bitcoin and i i truly believe amazing things will happen for you amazing no i i, I totally agree and, and and you couldn't have put it better when when you integrate passion in, into your basically your life what you do for a living you are essentially not working but you're you're really living life and if more people would have this opportunity and not have this dreaded nine to five work which they hate and they wake up every morning all miserable thinking oh i need to go do this shift um, the world would be a happier place. And, and I think one way that we could get there is is by basically people adopting and eventually getting onto a Bitcoin standard where you can essentially do what you what you love um, and share and, and help other people um, ha- have a better a better future. But yeah, coach, um, what, what's uh, what's the best way for, for listeners to to reach out to you or follow you and your journey online? Um, where, where can we send them? You can find me on Twitter where I do most of my um, interactions. That's where the Bitcoiners are. So that's yeah. at just Josias Carbon. You won't find me on Coach Carbon, unfortunately. So J-O-S-I-A-S Carbon, C-A-R-B-O-N. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other social medias, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Coach Carbon. Nostra, I believe you can search for me now as Coach Carbon <laughs> on there. Um, Yay. Whichever, whichever client you use. Uh, YouTube. I'm really I'm using YouTube more now, so that's Carbon Channel TV. You'll find mm-hmm. some videos on there for Bitcoin borders. And I mentioned there was something I had to reveal. Thanks to you, uh, Gigi. 
I've recorded my first podcast via Riverside video. So that's just been uploaded yesterday. Nice. Um, you spoke about you recording with Jimmy um, when we met in Amsterdam and that he advised you to do Riverside. So I thought yeah. I asked you the same question you asked Jimmy, what's Riverside? And you were, <laughs> you were so enthusiastic about it. So I, I looked at it, recorded it yesterday and yeah, had a, had a great time with it as now I'm able to upload that. So that's available on YouTube. Um, Amazing. And for the plebs that are listening that are into football or whether you're into football or not, please support Bitcoin ballers by retweeting my pinned post or tweet, whatever you call it on X. It says um, Bitcoin ballers will win TST 2024. If enough people believe in it, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So as part of the Bitcoin ballers campaign, I would like to have a team there represented by some junior footballers um, who I know who've who played for the team, but also some notable um Footballers in the in the world that who are Bitcoiners, such as Kieran Gibbs, who used to play for Arsenal and Inter Miami, Ryan Babel, yeah. Alex Krognali, um, who are lucky, uh, Lucky Mukasana, I think his surname is. There are lots of footballers. Oh, um, Didi from the Bitcoin family, who used to play football. Yeah, yeah. If we can bring <laughs> these communities together and help the Bitcoin community push it. So basically, the TST, the soccer tournament, is hosted in the States. They had the first one last year. Or this year, sorry, 2023. And the winner walks away with a million dollars for the team. And the plan is to win it and then spot buy Bitcoin and then use it obviously <laughs> for Bitcoin ballers and charities and support other people within the community. So if we can if we can pull that off, I'll be a very, very happy coach. Um, <laughs> you may see me at appearance from me. I'm, I've, I'm ready to set my levels, my fitness levels to be in peak fitness ready for that tournament. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Well, guys, go go over to Coach Carbon's page and and definitely retweet it. Sh show your love and support. Um, and yeah, I'd love to to thank you again, Coach, for for coming on. It, it it's been a pleasure. Um, and look, it's it's you've only been fully three years in in the journey. You have a lot still yet ahead of you. So we'd love to have you back past past the next halving, um, and and beyond to hear how how uh, Bitcoin ballers and and your journey is expanding. So yeah, we, we'd love to have you back. And once again, thanks a lot for taking the time to, to jump on the show today. Definitely. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. And I always say to people in the Bitcoin space, it, like, sometimes we feel like we're in an echo chamber. Daniel Prince <laughs> says, yes, but in this echo chamber, the echoes make sense. Please, <laughs> please just listen. Take a little snippet of what we're saying. Question it. Go yeah. in on, the, on search and do some research into what we're talking about and see how that affects you. And if it doesn't, at least you've tried. <laughs>